on November 9th of 2021, my life changed. I was seeing this girl for a few months and we were in this weird situationship type thing. And that was the first time I made a decision for my future self. I made a decision that would benefit my future self. Uh, I put my foot down, said, hey, either we're 100% or 0%. From there on, the next two months were a living hell. More like a month and a half, but it was really tough. We, we ended up going back and forth for a little bit, breaking things off. And there was first semester of college after spending about two and a half months pining over this girl who I thought was my world. And I really didn't have many friends. I really didn't have money, many things I was interested in. And I wasn't really a person. And from November 15th or so, until January 15th or so, for about two months, every day was a drag. I would wake up, my eyes stinging for how, from how much I was crying the day before. I would be silent. I wouldn't laugh. I don't remember smiling for two months, and I just remember trudging in the Boston cold against this fucking 20 degree weather. Just screaming at myself in my head saying, what the fuck did you do, you dumbass? Why would you do that? Why would you break things off? She was the only girl that's ever gonna like you. And it was just that awful self berating for two months. And I remember throughout those, not only those two months, but the months following, I always used to ask myself, what's the solution? Where, where's the answer? Cause I, I thought I had a problem. I thought, uh, you know, either she was the problem or I was the problem or the problem was that I was single or the problem that I was 18 or 19 and I only had sex with one or two girls. There was a problem. And I needed to solve it. Now here I am, years later, almost 21 in a few months, which is kind of crazy to think about. And my outlook has vastly changed. Not only my outlook on that relationship, but more importantly, my outlook on problems and the idea of problems. Because it was in those months that I learned something incredibly vital. It was when I was reading Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. I know everyone's fucking read Meditations. But there's this one quote, which I still think about every single day when I get up, whenever I feel hurt, whenever I feel annoyed. Choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed and you haven't been. I'm going to say that once more. Choose not to be harmed and you have. Dude, this quote is literally making me choke up. I'm sorry, guys. Um, choose not to be harmed and you won't feel harmed. Don't feel harmed and you haven't been.
Marcus Aurelius meditations. Um, whenever I think about this quote, it reminds me of that time, that dark time in my life. Because it was during that dark time when I truly learned the vital lesson that problems only exist within the mind. Problems only exist within the mind. And the way to solve problems is not by trying to find a solution, but instead looking back and saying, wait a minute, why is this a problem in the first place? All right, let's, let's dive into this. Buckle in, strap in your seatbelts, we're going deep, all right? In order to believe, and you know, back to this Marx Aurelius quote, the whole idea is like, don't feel harmed and you haven't been. In order to believe you've been wronged, you must believe in this notion of being wronged, right? Let's say someone cheats on you. You must look at that as someone cheating on you. Not just merely, oh, this is a person having sex with another person, but rather, no, this is my boyfriend or girlfriend or partner or whatever cheating on me. You have to have that idea that the thing that happened, that the event was in fact a wrong. It was a sin. It was cheating. But here's the thing. This relies on the notion of good and evil, relies on the notion of sin versus holy, good versus bad, black versus white. It relies on this dichotomy. But once you collapse this notion of problem, once you collapse this notion of right, wrong, sin, holy, all this stuff, this whole idea of problem, that there is something that I need to solve, that notion collapses. All right, let's go one step further. And we're really going to start square one. You guys know that old saying that if there's a tree in the woods and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? Immediately, you might jump in and say, of course it makes a sound. How could it not make a sound? It's a tree that's falling. It's, a, it's making sounds. It's, it's making sounds. What do you mean? But is that true? What is a sound? A sound is a noise that can that is heard, not that can be heard, that is. A sound is something that is heard. Now to hear something means your ears must perceive it, right? If I'm listening to a piece of music, my, my, I have to be there. I have to be listening to it. I can't hear something that my ears didn't pick up, right? That doesn't make sense. That means your ears have to be physically existent and physically taking in the noise in order to perceive it. But if there's no one in the woods, how the hell is the tree going to be heard if it's falling? There is no sound. Let's take it one step deeper, all right? You ever gone to a concert with someone who loves music? Maybe they're a jazz musician or a pianist or a violist. I'm a violist, right? Let's go. Uh, damn, I look sick as fuck. Um, but like you ever gone to a concert with someone who just loves music and listens to a lot of music and they're probably in a band themselves or something. You ever see how they get seemingly excited over nothing, right? Like they're just like jamming. They're, they're, they're having a great time and you're just like, dude, this is good music. But like, I don't, I don't get why you're having so much fun. Right. Um, I mean, sure. You're both enjoying the music, but it's like they're experiencing something completely different. Right. 
And after the song ends, they're going crazy. They're like, man, you just had that chord change, and oh, the bass line shifted here, and this happened there, and it was like, whoa, what the fuck? And you're like, dude, I, I, did we listen to the same shit? Did, did we listen to the same music? You're like, what the fuck? Right? You didn't hear any of that. I mean, you heard the song, you heard the band, but you didn't hear the chord changes, and then, like, the major to the minor scale, and, like, the, the pentatonic, and, like, how he shifted an octave and then like went back down and then like did a little loop de loop and then the fucking blah blah blah. Like, you didn't hear that. Now, what's the difference between you and your friend who loves music? You guys had two vastly different experiences but watched the same event. Well, I mean, this is pretty logical, right? You could answer, you could probably answer this. I don't need to answer this for you. The fact that they do music so much that they have practiced their instrument for thousands of hours, the fact that they have, you know, listened to music for 10,000 plus hours and 24-7 they've got their AirPods or headphones and, like, their perception shapes their experience. They're really experienced with music. They know music in and out so they could hear the differences because all those hours of music have shaped their perception, have shaped their ears. Right? They've played music for years and years and years, and because of that, they know these subtle shifts that you and I don't. In this way, perception, the way we perceive things, shapes our experience of them. And from there on, all we have is experience. And experience is our reality, right? What is real to you is only real to you because you know them. You've experienced the things. If you say some certain truth about relationships or friendship, it's because you've experienced that thing in your life, right? If you've had amazing relationships all your life, let's say you've been uh, in a relationship for the same person with the same person from 12th, 12th grade to marriage. You've never had to deal with a breakup. And someone comes to you and is like, dude, how do I deal with a breakup? You, you won't know what to say because you haven't dealt with it. Therefore, your experience would be like, oh man, like just don't feel sad. Your experience shapes your perception and therefore your understanding of the world. Let's go back to the idea of problems. What is a problem? A problem is something that impedes, it's some sort of obstacle or barrier. It impedes and interrupts your sense of peace, your sense of freedom, your sense of happiness, your sense of contentment whatever it might be. So if a problem must impede on our sense of peace, then we must resolve this problem, right? In order to, you know, get our peace back, we gotta, we gotta fix the problem. We gotta find some sort of solution, right? That makes sense. That's sort of true. That's true when we're dealing with very concrete, simple problems. Not saying simple in the bad sense, but like something like a math proof or a scientific, maybe science, science is a little harder because like hypotheses and bullshit. But if you're solving a math problem, there's one fucking answer. Two plus two equals four. It doesn't matter if we're in this universe or like the next universe. Two plus two equals four, right guys? But what about human problems? Are these solved by treating them and administering temporary solutions like salves on a wound? No. Does fear, anxiety, and depression go away once you just take a medicine, once you just take a pill? No, it comes back the next fucking day. 
Let's imagine a scenario. Let's say you want to lose 20 pounds. You want to lose 20 pounds because you want to look in the mirror and look better, right? You want to look better. Yeah, look like this, right? Um, the problem here is that you, or I'm going to say the problem in quotes is that you don't look good. So the solution is to lose weight. Cool, you lose weight. You lose 20 pounds. And then you're looking at yourself in the mirror you're like, damn, I lost 20 pounds, but like, I don't really have that much muscle on me. Maybe you gotta start going to the gym. So you start going to the gym, awesome. And then you're like, you know, man, this gym stuff is cool, but like, now I've got a lot of acne on my face, right? So you go, you get on Accutane. And you keep desiring, man, I wanna look better, you get Accutane. And that's only your acne is gone. But as a result, your hair is thinning. What the fuck? My hair is thinning. So you go to Turkey or Colombia, get a hair transplant. And then you're like, finally, after doing five or six or seven transformations, maybe you look in the mirror like, man, I need some Botox. So you go get a facelift or whatever. After 50 years of trying to look good, 50 years trying to look good, you look in the mirror and you're still fucking unhappy. And you, and you look at yourself, you know, maybe, maybe my forearms need to be bigger. Right? I mean, my forearms, that, that's what I need to do. That's the last thing I need to look really good. Just my forearms need to be bigger. Or maybe, maybe my skin needs to be tanner. And, and you know what? Why do I have that mole in my face? I didn't have that mole. And the light and the endless desire, the endless cycle of wanting more repeats. And this is the fact of desire. The satisfaction of desire only leads to more desire. I'm going to say that once more for y'all. The satisfaction of desire only leads to more desire. It's kind of fucked up. To truly relinquish yourself. I'm going to say this real loud and clear. To truly relinquish yourself of desire and suffering and lack of expectations being met. You must uproot desire at its core. You cannot satisfy desire. You keep doing that, you're just going to be an endless hamster wheel. Hamster running on a wheel like a fucking treadmill. Like a rat. You must uproot desire at its core and pull it out and say, No desire! When you don't have to yell at your desire. But like, th this is what I'm trying to illustrate. This is really what I'm trying to illustrate. The solution never really exists. We have problems. We have quote unquote problems. And we think these outside solutions will fix our problems forever. But that's not true. Because the solution of a problem is never in the solution, but rather looking back and saying, this isn't a problem. When I was broken up with and sad and depressed and all this, and I was looking for solutions, right? I was maybe smoking a little too much weed or drinking too much alcohol or like going out with my friends and just doing stupid shit or like trying to find uh, some sort of solution and meaningless sex for those few months. I did that and it made me feel worse. It only made me crave more. Because here's the thing, man. If you keep trying to solve problems, 
If you just keep going day by day, man, I just need a blowjob, man, I just need a drink, man, I just need a joy and I'm gonna be okay. It only leads to more joints and more drinks and more blowjobs. And you're never fucking happy. And you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, what have I fucking done? Like, I'm getting emotional here. Because cause that's, that's what it leads to. If we want to solve problems, we must get rid of the very notion that the problem exists. I was trying to solve the problem that I was single and unhappy. So I, I kept trying to find a solution when instead I had to look back and say, why is this a problem that I'm single? Why do I see it as a problem? And once I faced that, and once I looked at that and said, why do I think this is a problem? Only then was I able to truly find some sort of peace and contentment. I think the way to do this, you know, everyone has their own way of, of solving or looking at the thing that they're running away from. Everyone has their own way of doing it. For me personally, it's mainly through deep contemplation and meditation. But we can change ourselves. We can stop suffering needlessly. But it starts with really looking and saying, why am I running away from this thing? It starts with looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, is this problem that I'm facing really a problem? It hurts to hear that, but it's true. Thank you guys for listening. I love you guys dearly. Things are never as bad as they seem. You will get through this. Share this with someone you care about, if you care about them. Stay curious, memento motherfucking Mori, and have a great day. Peace.